You're listening to Zim and Yams. Baby and Bob. Let's, Let's mix, mix it up. up. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to Zim and Yam's Bibimbap. This is episode five. Finally, we're back after all the chaos that's going on in the world right now. We're saying hello from lockdown, quarantine, isolation, whatever you want to call it. Say say hi, say hi, Zim. <laughs> hi, how many times are we going to say hi? <laughs> <laughs> well, just so you know, in case you've noticed any difference in like the sound quality, it's because we're doing this over video call so we apologize in advance we'll try and do our best to edit it so it's listenable but um we're back this week to discuss the second part to expectations versus reality in which we're going to talk about the time which we actually went to korea um our expectations before we went and the reality that we discovered when we actually went there so first I'm gonna say the the thing that stuck out to me the most when I first watched Korean drama it's got to be the language right okay because I was used to watching Japanese anime I, I was yeah. used to Mandarin as well because it's such a recognizable language and Korean I'd never heard of it before and the first time I heard it, I thought it was like, like kind of loud and rough and a bit scary. <clears throat> Maybe it's because of the drama. The first drama I watched was like people screaming. I don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I, I didn't really have a good feeling about it compared to, say, like Japanese, which feels <clears throat> more soft and cute and musical, I guess. And a bit calm. Well, to be fair, for me, it's, it was the fast pace of it. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're watching dramas and they have to obviously speak slower and kind of like um, it's obviously a rehearsed um, drama and scripts and stuff like that. So they have to speak clearly for everyone to hear. So it's not as fast as in reality where we went and... You literally was like, you're yeah, like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, I think as well, because when you're so used to watching drama, the same lines are regurgitated pretty much in the same kind of way. So mm. after watching 50 dramas, yeah, I can recognise 사랑해요 or 잘 먹었습니다 or 밥 먹었습니까. Like, that kind of thing. You, you, your ear becomes trained. To mm. And... When you actually go to Korea, in reality, the first time you hear someone speak, you're like, what the hell? Is this even Korean? Like, <laughs> there's so many factors involved that aren't shown in drama, like yeah. slang or uh, dialects a lot of the time as well. So, And Korean slang is a whole nother level. Yeah, and it changes on a daily basis, and it with abbreviations and all that. There's so many different trends that that come out, and think about like the words that the trendy kind of words that we know, stuff like like kyum, ah, oh. like like those kind of things. I wouldn't have known unless I'd actually spoken to a native person. 
because mm-hmm. they don't come up in dramas very often or even if they do they're not translated like exactly what their meaning is oh yeah that's a good point actually so like if me hearing us hearing like kyom like the mm. first time we heard it, we thought it was something cute, right? <laughs> we were like, oh, it sounds so cute, come. And it actually means like something's disgusting. So there's there's a lot of nuance when you hear it from a native mm. the first time. But then I also assume that they sp- even the trend with the slang and stuff like that it's very, very different. Where some of it could be, you know, explicit or whatever, and then they wouldn't do it in a drama anyway. But there, it's kind of a daily basis kind of thing, yeah. where they would say it even if it's, like, friends or they're joking about it and whatever, and you're just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> I feel what? like an old person when, like, I speak to somebody who's my age, who's Korean, mm-hmm. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, and they're like, oh, you don't know this slang, this slang word. And it's like, no, like no one uses it in drama. And of course, it's because they're kind of using a standardized Korean in order to appeal to the whole generation. Like every age, if they only like use slang or they only use like trending words, it's only going to appeal to the younger generation mm-hmm. that makes sense it does make sense i guess it's, it's it's also in a way that um when you watch you know like for example british television or american and they put like a british actress or whatever they have to put in a, a standardized british the queen language and not use the the normal accent like you know yum yum accent or <laughs> You know, they can't say, oh, it's too loud or whatever, because everyone is just going to be like, what is that? What does that even mean? That kind of thing. It's like if someone watches, say, Geordie Shaw, to some some people who have never heard Geordie before, that is unintelligible. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes unintelligible to British people, so... (laughs) It makes sense that they use like London English or the standard Queen's English. Mm. And it, I guess the same thing kind of happens in Korea. Like, yeah, I've heard Busan dialect. I've heard some Southern dialects, but mostly, you know, they speak with a soul dialect. That's true. And like you were saying, like the speed. Mm-hmm. which they speak is intense. In yeah, intense. Like, I can only catch one or two words of what they're saying. <laughs> and it's not like subtitles pop up at the bottom when you're speaking to someone. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great, though? It would be great, yeah. You're just, like, talking to someone and then, oh, there's the subtitle. <laughs> no, yeah. It is the fast pace of it. And it's just a thing where... Obviously, it could be that learning curve where, you know, the more words you learn and the more you know about Korean language, you kind of start getting the gist of it. I guess that's what you get from variety shows. They kind of speak normally. I mean, they do try and lessen the speed a little bit, you know, for because at the end of the day, it is for entertainment purposes, but they still have that little fast pace as well. Yeah. 
because for them it's a normal day-to-day speaking kind of thing so yeah and it's like if you watch say an in young mm. like knowing brothers a lot of like trending words will pop up oh my god and um i think if people kind of want to learn the native way of speaking variety shows is more the way to go mm. than drama because you're not going to get very far walking around korea saying sarangyeo to random strangers <laughs> you know <laughs> or like oppa himneo like everyone's going to be like what is that all you know so, yeah but all you mean the normal annyeonghaseyo yeah 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 i mean it does prepare you to know the foundation of it and the basics of it and i guess that's how you learn a language in the first place anyway you do learn the foundation the basics of it mm-hmm. and then that's when you kind of level up level up level, level up, up, level up. yeah Yeah, but otherwise (laughs) it is a good starting point but obviously having that experience with either if you make friends or even if you go to korea and experience that language exchange that's when you cut it hits you and you're like okay i probably need to level up yeah a lot study more (laughs) Mm. and obviously that opportunity is not always available to some people Mm. like going to korea is not cheap you know and yeah. depending upon where someone lives in the world it could be even more expensive than it is for us but and and also people may not have a korean population where they live so there's not even an opportunity to meet someone who is a native and can teach you the you know the nuances of the language mm. so, I, mean, I guess it's scary as well to go there without yeah, you know absolutely no. because korea Yes, people do have do learn English, and they do have like a pretty good level of English. But you know, it's not a country where you can just go and speak English whenever you want, wherever you want, and expect people to understand. It's kind of you have to know a little bit of Korean at least to get by. And times when we've gone as well, we've been fortunate enough to have a native. Korean friend with us mm. they've managed to deal with all the the more complicated parts of communicating and we've just sort of sailed on by with <laughs> you know like very simple things so um, uh, to go on by ourselves with only the level of Korean that we have now I think would be terrifying it will be. I mean, it's it, it will make you learn faster and it will put you under pressure. But obviously, learning the basics, it can help you out in a lot of ways. Yeah. But yeah. still, my, my impression has, like, changed of Korean. Like, when obviously, when I first heard it and I thought it was, like, like dislikable and it yeah. wasn't that easy to listen to. But... My opinion has has changed to the point that I enjoy the sounds that Korean makes, mm. and um, I appreciate how complex mean like word meanings are, and how you can make plays on words. Mm. Oh that's, that's yeah, a really yeah. Special thing about Korean is is how smart the language is, and how you can really develop it and change it. And that's why there's so many new slang words every day, because people can play with it. 
That's true. I mean, to be fair, the first time I heard the language, I've, I've never really thought, oh, I might change my mind about it. I think I just went straight in. I loved the language. I loved everything about it. I mean, the first time I heard, you know, like a, a native speaking, it was a bit of like a, you know, a step back. Because I was like, oh, so it sounds a little bit different when it's, you know, reality. But it still didn't make me think otherwise. It probably made me appreciate it even more and to learn it even more as well. Yeah. So I've always liked it from the beginning compared to other languages, to be fair. Well, besides that, I'd say probably the second thing that stood out to me the most mm. when I watched Korean dramas was the food. Like, mm. every single thing they ate, it looked delicious, it looked nice, and I was like, that is what I want to try. You know, not so concerned about um, the makeup or the fashion. I was just like, the food, you know. Mm. And I think the things that appear the most in Korean drama, things like ramyeon, tteokbokki, samgyeopsal, those three things were mm. at the top of my list that I wanted to try. And um, I think ramyeon is obviously the easiest thing to get your hands on. Oh yeah, like in UK supermarkets, you can get ramyeon pretty easy in in there, right? Like you've got the kimchi ramyeon, shin ramyeon, even brutapokmyeon. Like those things are really easy to get. So the first time I tried ramyeon, it fulfilled my expectations. I think because mm. in the dramas they they eat it as like a quick, fast kind of unhealthy food. But it's still so good and delicious and everyone wants to eat it all the time because it's like craveable. Mm. The first time I ate it, I was like, yeah, that is totally how I was expecting it to taste. For me, it tasted even better, to be fair. I think like, you know, like when you're looking at the dramas and, you know, they've, they've presented it in such a spectacular way. Like this, it's like, it's just perfect. And you're just like... Oh my god! I wish I could just eat it. It makes you hungry just watching the drama. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a few times I would admit, a few times I'll be watching a drama and then they're eating, even if it's like half past three in the morning, <laughs> and I'm like, "You've made me hungry. <laughs> I need a snack." Watching Korean drama is like watching mukbang. Oh my! God. <laughs> You're just always hungry and like ah. Oh. Oh, it does like... make you hungry I think it, to me it fulfilled my expectations and the other thing it's more like if I compare it because when I tried it it was delish and obviously I thought oh obviously it was good but the I think the part that really surprised me the most was when we tried to make it ourselves and I was like I thought to myself they don't show the process of making the food it's always on the table right they kind of yeah. do a little bit, but I'm assuming it's just made really quick anyway. Or it's been pre-made anyway. But when we made it for the first time, it took hours. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like for like a big dish, like for example, oh. you've got there's so many parts that go into the soup and you're just like, no, it's fine. You know, you just throw in a sausage, throw in kimchi, <laughs> throw in tofu, throw in yeah. everything. And you're not really thinking, oh, it's going to take a while and it has to boil down and, you know, they have different side dishes and stuff like that. If anything, it made me appreciate the food and to respect 
Korean women. Well, not women. You've got men that cook as well, but to risk yeah, the, the housewives. Oh my god, they're incredible. It's, it's an intense <laughs> cuisine in that, like, there's a lot to prepare. Mm. And I mean, I guess they do a lot of it in like in advance, and they keep the side dishes in the fridge and stuff like that. But you know, it's it's having to prepare those side dishes in the first place. Whether it's like for us in the UK, like food is either like freezeable or you know instant, put in the oven and it's cooked within an hour. Mm. And you don't need to do anything. You just take it out the oven, put it on a plate, eat it, and it's it's done. I think it, having to spend that much time preparing the food, you appreciate how good it tastes. And obviously the, the payoff is that it tastes really good. Yep. <laughs> but, like, probably my expectations that were kind of low of a, of a Korean food was, like, samgyeopsal. Was it? Yeah. For, for me, I hate fatty meat. Mm. and when people were like eating samgyeopsal like it's just pork belly right i was like that's like the fattiest piece of meat oh my surely it can't be good especially at least for me anyway and then like the first time i tried it i was like damn was i wrong (laughs) the whole pig (laughs) did you throw away your your values of oh it's fatty and literally (laughs) like even my mom, who knows me so well and knows I won't eat fatty meat, she was like, you ate pork belly. And I was like, you don't understand. It's like a whole new world. <laughs> it, obviously, it's the, the, what they marinate it in, right? Yeah. And that just completely takes away from the fact that it's it's fatty. And I suppose because it's like grilled as well. It's Oh, yeah. I suppose it's not fried or anything and... It, it feels refreshing when it's paired with like the lettuce and like the, the cabbage or anything like that. It's not as heavy as you would expect it to be. Yeah. I'm salivating. Salivating. <laughs> <laughs> just your description of him, just like, oh my god. I'm literally trying to take myself back into Korea when I poured that first wrap in my mouth and it's just and we can't even go and eat it because we're stuck in our houses (laughs) (laughs) and no matter how many times you times you try to make it at home it's it's never the same i don't know why but there's just some element that that's always missing but definitely that i think it was like exceeding my expectations when i tried it in my life and then also I had low expectations about Britag Pokemon. Okay. The, f- the first time I saw it, I was in first year of university. Mm. And um, the Korean guy in my flat brought some. And he was like, oh, you need to try these. They're like super spicy. And me being, you know, pretty shit with spice. <laughs> I was like, mm, uh, I don't know. It might be spicy, but... I'm probably not gonna like it really. Yeah. And then he he made some, and I took one bite, and I was like crying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like sitting on the floor drinking milk. Like, what have I done to myself? <laughs> and it it was quite surprising that kind of that kind of pain. 
just from some spicy noodles. But the thing is, is that they were ridiculously tasty. Mm. So even though I was like in agony, I was like, give me more. I am now a masochist. <laughs> give me more. Yeah, but I think it's the, it's the pain that takes over until the end and you're just like, oh, I'm doing this anymore, but it was so good. It's quite addictive, but at the same time, it's so spicy. I mean, I tried it because you, you made me try it until when I came over to yours. I was like, try it, it's so good and stuff. And you did want me spicy, just I didn't know it was going to be that spicy. But when I had it, it was fine. Mm. I thought, oh, it's just spicy, not more. <laughs> Come the next morning and I thought twice about it. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm going uh, going down, but coming yep. out. I <laughs> literally swore to myself, I'm never eating it again. <laughs> um, that's that's the thing, right? It's like I don't think anything in British cuisine or anything in any cuisine that like British people normally eat is mm. something that spicy. Maybe except for Indian food, but if you don't really eat Indian food, you wouldn't know. Um, mm eating something that spicy is like a whole new world it is and i've oh, wow i i don't know how to describe <laughs> mm. i think i think one thing i was looking forward to most um it was kimchi yeah. when i went to korea i was like oh i want to try the different types of kimchi because they would be nice obviously and they were nice it's just there's one that we tasted at that restaurant yeah oh my god that was awful that was horrendous i can i could still i think it's the idea that i hate beer and for me it tasted exactly like, like beer. beer yeah and it was grim I as hell i wish i like i knew what this kimchi was called mm. but it, it was like it was like beige in color it didn't have yeah. any like gochujang and it it i don't know it just looked like wet hay <laughs> and then like <laughs> Yeah, but it did look harmless, didn't it, though? Yeah, like, yeah, it looked harmless. And then, like, it, I was, like, probably just going to taste, like, vegetables. And then I just, like, put it in my mouth and, like, why do I literally just feel like I've drank a pint of lager? <laughs> like, this is so grim. And I, I guess it's because of the fermentation. Mm. It's, it's developed that fermented beer taste. So. Yeah, it could be with kimchi is the different um, levels of um, them maturing it and fermenting it is different. So maybe for it, it was... Oh, they probably did obviously put different spices or eliminated a few spices from the kimchi, so... Yeah. yeah. And kimchi as well, like... I didn't realise there's so many. Mm. I think normally in... Um, Korean drama you maybe see like one or two or maybe three types of kimchi and even then no one really like points out oh this is that type of kimchi or this is that type of kimchi so you sort of just come away with the expectation that there's just the the one that looks red and doesn't have anything else it's just cabbage and maybe like a few other vegetables Mm, that's true the the fact that there's the stuff that's like um Oh, I can only think of the cream word. What is the... What is moo? Huh? Moo. What's the moo for? That's the... What the vegetable is called in Korean. What is it? Moo. Turnip? No. It's not turnip, is it? Mm-mm. No, I don't know. Radish. Radish. 
Oh, you mean radish? Yeah, radish. <laughs> How was I supposed to guess radish from that? Moo, it's called moo in Korean. <laughs> oh, like, radish, like radish the, kimchi. Like the there's like radish kimchi, like cubes of kimchi. Mm. I was like, that's, I didn't expect that. So, and there's, there's probably, there's like hundreds of different types of kimchi, right? Mm, and they all taste different as well. Yeah, so, but probably another thing was, um, that I had expectations about is got to be soju, right? Mm. So it pretty much features in every single Korean drama, and it looks completely harmless. <laughs> you know, it's not even it in like a huge bottle; it's in like a tiny, like five hundred milliliter bottle, and it it's it's colorless. It just looks like water. Water. And the Which, way that people tech- shot it, you're like, surely that's not as strong as, like, vodka. Mm-hmm. Which makes you think, oh, you makes you think that maybe we are alcoholics because our bottles are big and massive. <laughs> and But the tiny ones, you're like, oh, they're not good yeah, drinkers, are they? we don't shot the bottles. <laughs> like, we don't just sit there and, like, shot until the, the, the bottle finishes and then move on to, like, another bottle. Like, <laughs> no. But the point... The fact that got me was that, like, whenever they drink it in Korean dramas, or even, like, um, variety shows or something like that, mm. it it looks, like, refreshing. Like, it has no effect on them. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it mm-hmm. tastes good or it doesn't taste of anything. Because the way they just sort of, like, shot it and they're like... <sighs> like, mm. yeah, you think, oh, it looks... It must be really delicious, right? And then the first time I tried it, I was like, what? <laughs> Why does it taste like this? And to me, it kind of was like a bit chemically, like there's like a chemical taste. I suppose there is ethanol in it. Yeah. But um, it it didn't have the burn that vodka did. Oh, yeah. And there wasn't like a, a strong, distinct taste. But... I don't know. You could you could kind of tell why it goes down so smoothly and why like it's so easy to just move on to the next shot as soon as you've finished that one. Mm, I think for me, it's, it is the it was the taste of it because obviously I thought it was going to be probably I don't know sweet, yeah, yeah, and a little bit of burning, but the taste was weird. It was sour, but not that sour, and then it had that prickly taste that you couldn't it is bitter very bitter and you're like okay but is that kind of bitterness where like oh you'll be fine maybe that that's just about it sort of like get over it and i i think for me like the biggest issue that i had with alcohol um when i was in my crazy student days (laughs) was the fact was the burning sensation like Mm. that's why i just couldn't drink like vodka or gin or something like that because of how much it burnt and then shotting something like soju and there's just no burn whatsoever. Mm. I was like, this is this is the new drink of the year. Like <laughs> this is what's coming out on pre-drinks. And unfortunately in the UK it costs like nearly eight pounds a bottle. Which yeah, is nine pounds a big there. Ridiculous. <laughs> considering that in Korea you can buy one for like chunan, like a pound. Oh yeah. It's very um, cheap, yeah the disparity between that is huge so 
I don't I didn't feel a need to spend eight pound on a bottle of soju. So and the fact that they don't really sell flavoured soju in the UK either. Oh yeah. I mean you can get it on Amazon, but it is you have to spend quite a bit. Yeah. And then also my expectation was that I would only take a few shots and I would be off my face. Like <laughs> drunk drunk. Because that's just what happens in dramas, right? Yeah. And then the the time that we went to Busan and we were like sitting um on the beach at nighttime drinking with our friends and mm. we bought some flavoured soju and we were just like shotting it shot after shot and I felt nothing. Like nothing. <laughs> Did we even went to get more bottles? <laughs> we went to get more bottles. I think we drank because like, we found our favourite flavours, didn't we? Because I was like, oh, I love the grape one. Yeah. You know, it's so nice, and we just bought more because we thought it's harmless. Yeah. I mean, though some of the our Korean friends were just drinking a little bit, and me and you were just downing it. Well, this <laughs> this is like... what I didn't realise, right? It was like I thought that every time, like they were drinking from their little like paper cup mm. i thought that they were shotting it like clearing the cup yeah and so like that's what we were doing <laughs> <laughs> and then like whenever they went to drink again because like we were sort of like drinking together as like a group and we'd be like oh don't like you know and then drink mm-hmm. we were like but we don't have any in our cup and they were like are you just shotting this? <laughs> and we were like, isn't that what we're supposed to be doing? And they were like, no, we're only like taking sips. So probably like for every two cups they had, we were like having maybe like six. <laughs> so, <laughs> but still, I didn't, I didn't really feel the effects. I was sort of like, oh, you know, I'm like happy, like just like chill sort of feeling, but I'm not drunk. I'm not even tipsy. I mean, we're on a roll, so... Yeah, yeah, like, good feeling, man. And then we woke up the next day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what they put in in surgery, but Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) We won't go into detail. It's the moment I don't want to remember. We won't go into detail, but... uh, One way to say is that we couldn't leave the hotel because we had to go to the bathroom. (laughs) We had to pay extra for at least two more hours. Yeah, we had to pay extra to secure our privacy and our embarrassment from doing anything in public. So, and we had to travel that day, which would look like zombies. Take like a three-hour bus, which was incredibly painful with a hangover, but we did it somehow. And, uh, but it was a lesson learned. It was a lesson learned. Like, I don't think we'll ever drink soju like that ever again. <laughs> I think since then, we've maybe had, like, one shot. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Or, like, for me, like, I've sort of just sipped a, a shot. Yeah. But see, for me, with the flavoured ones, I still go along with it. Yeah. I'm fine with the flavoured ones. It's the original that I'm still quite a bit, if I'm going to have it, I'm going to sip that in a shot glass for at least 10 times <laughs> <laughs> before I pour another one. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. Um, I was, well, was going to say one other thing as well was uh, makkoli. 
So um, whenever they drank makgeolli, like, to me, it looked milky, right? (laughs) I didn't even think it was an alcohol when I first saw it in a drama. And I was like, oh, that looks really, like, delicious. It looks like it might taste like, I don't know, like, milkis, like the... Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They can. And I was like, oh, it looks really good. I'd like, really like to try the alcohol because I think it would suit my taste. And then the first time I tried it, I was like, this is fizzy. <laughs> like, it's carbonated. I did not expect it to be carbonated. And then, oh, I, I liked it, though. It's nice. It's nice. I prefer it to soju. To soju. Yeah. I think maybe, oh, another thing is we haven't drank it that much to the point where we've the after effects of it no no because the times that we have like we've only been able to buy like one bottle mm. and you know we haven't really gone to town on it i guess yeah and <laughs> that's a good way to <laughs> we're just sort of like oh we'll have like a little drink and then maybe like have a little bit drink later on like we've never mm. sort of like neck it woman <laughs> but we've never um I'm not sure if you've had the original one, but I haven't. I haven't had the flavoured one. Yeah, I had the original. When I was in Seoul, mm. um, we went to a, a pancake restaurant. And mm-hmm. you, know, you have to have John and Makkoli when it rains, right? <gasps> yeah. And it was raining that day, so we were like, oh, let's have John Makkoli. And um, it like came in like the traditional like gold like teapot sort of thing. Oh yeah, and, like the the bowls, the gold mm. bowls to like drink it out of, and like we were like just pouring into that, and it, like it's it it was good. Like I enjoyed it. I could drink everything. It wasn't like soju where like I had to sort of like grit my teeth and bear it. Mm. But I think the fact that it wasn't that sweet threw me off. Ah, uh, like, the yeah. flavored ones have some sort of like sweetness to them. Yeah, mm-hmm. but the original doesn't really doesn't. And I was so surprised by how fizzy it was. Mm. In terms of um, the other one being more alcoholic, is there is Magoli stronger or soju stronger? Or are they just about on the same level? I think... I don't actually know. I think soju is around about the 17%, 18% AGB mark. Mm-hmm. Um, Magoli, I think varies i guess i don't really know actually i'd say about 10 percent. yeah i've never really thought about it you know i don't think it's as strong as soju is it all see i used to think it probably was stronger only because when you used to watch it in korean dramas it used to be that kind of special drink yeah like it rarely came on during the dramas but when they put it obviously it's you know a special occasion or like maybe i don't know as if you know it's a funeral or something like that but it was always kept as that special kind of alcohol whereas soju was kind of fucking you know i've had a long day at work <laughs> bought of something yeah, down yeah, yeah. like you just bust out of your fridge and exactly yeah, it's like, like you specifically go out to a restaurant to drink it or something like that Mm. I mean, one thing I regret not trying though was um, is Somek. I never tried the soju and beer together. Maybe because I'm not a fan of beer, but I probably should have tried it once so I have an idea yeah. of whether it's nice or horrible or just drink soju well, separately. I can honestly say it just tastes like beer. <laughs> like, if you don't like beer, 
<laughs> you're not gonna not... like it, right? It's just it just feels like a stronger beer. And like um, I only tried it once, and that was that was like on a night out in um, university, and we were like sort of going out with um, the Korean friends, and they were already pre-drinking, and I was kind of late to the the party, so they were just like, "Oh, you need to quick like down a glass of sumac so like you can sort of get into the vibe," and they just handed it me, and it was like, I know maybe like two-thirds soju and like a tiny bit of beer <laughs> and I was like it literally just tastes like beer and so it, yeah. I struggled to drink it I don't want to try it once though yeah and because it's carbonated as well like oh. when they tell you to shot it or like, mm. like take it in one it oh my god like it's like trying to dare in cider it's, oh. it's, too, it's too bubbly like it, it makes you like struggle to drink it mm-hmm, fair um, enough I mean I'm not a fan of beer but yeah. I would want to try it and just cross it out my list I, I can definitely say like it gets you going real quick <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's the type of drink where if you're gonna want to go and set in Korea it is kind of like a yeah. not a daily basis kind of thing but it's their most kind of mixture yeah. which is, is soju and you know and beer so you'd kind of have to get used to it hopefully you like beer if you don't then i'm assuming they do you know it would help if you liked beer it helped. i think obviously like mm. soju is strong so going out every night and like drinking like soju even if it's with a meal it's still gonna have an effect but mm. like having like one or two beers it's probably not gonna have an effect but if you don't like the taste you're gonna kind of struggle i think yeah and because they use alcohol as a way of you know bonding with each other socializing kind of thing well enough about food because i'm starting to make myself hungry (laughs) and alcohol oh (laughs) not that i'm totally not drinking alcohol right now (laughs) same year (laughs) (laughs) well we're in isolation we need something to get by that's true but I was uh, I was going to talk about uh, this right, but when I first started watching Korean drama, especially most recently, the things I always sort of like catches my eye now. It's got to be like the the fashion. Mm. Like, my expectation watching Korean drama, I think I sort of took away from it that I was like, surely, yes, Koreans have good style. But surely all these different clothes that the leads are wearing is like because it's sponsored or like because it's a TV show and they specifically dress them up because they're trying to sell clothes. I didn't expect to go to Korea and like every street be like a Korean's personal catwalk because damn, damn, they look good. Honestly, it makes me hate them. Not in a bed, hating them, but the fashion is on top of the world. Yeah, yeah. me like walking around in like shorts and a t-shirt. I felt like a thumb. <laughs> and they're like wearing like all these beautiful skirts and like these lovely fashionable trench coats in the autumn and these cool like bucket hats and stuff like that. And there's just me like, how? <laughs> How do you even coordinate colours? 
Oh, the fashion looks so good. It's incredible. Honestly, it just makes you jealous, and you're just like, oh, why don't I have clothes like that? <laughs> going going to Seoul was like a huge eye opener. Like mm. just walking through the streets, and I was like, everyone looks like on fleek. Even if they're hanging out and they're having a day off from work, the fashion. Yeah. yeah, they just they just they wear. You know, and like we spoke about, actually, clothes in the last episode, even their pajamas. I mean, they're fashionable, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's incredible. And the when I was in Seoul, we went to a department store mm. and we were just like walking around all, all like the different, like it was almost like one entire floor, but um, it was like sectioned into like different shops. And each one, like, obviously was, like, had different styles. But mm. each one, I was like, this is incredible. Like, or, or I would have bought, like, probably nearly everything there. Mm. But, of course, I'm not rich, so. <laughs> For me, what I thought to myself was, if I grow, when I grow up, if I grow up. <laughs> When I grow up, when I grow up, I literally either would have a friend that would help me coordinate my clothes, or hire a stylist that would just—I don't know—like help me with my fashion sense. So hoping you're, gonna, you're hoping you're going to be rich when you're older. I, I have to be rich, you know. That's a must. I have to be rich. <laughs> this is what I always thought as well, right? Because, like, although I appreciate when someone is fashionable. I have no fashion sense myself. And you could give me fashionable clothes, but I could still make it look shit. <laughs> so like, I, need, I would love someone to just be like my personal shopper. It's like they... It's like now I see the UK like high street stores mm. kind of copying that, almost. Ah, uh, yeah. It's like if I, if I see... Say if like I'm watching a, a Korean drama that was like aired two months ago... Mm. I'll see like fashions in there and I'll be like, oh, wow, that's really cool. That looks nice. That's like a new new trend. And then like maybe two two months later, I'll then see it being sold in UK stores. And it's like, I don't necessarily think they're stealing Korean fashion, but mm. it's, it's always like Korean one step ahead when it comes to fashion. Like, yeah. they're the ones setting the trend and, like, telling the whole world how to dress well. <laughs> In jam. <laughs> right to a T. Yeah. And then their makeup, like we were saying as well, their attention to skincare, their attention to makeup is intense and i could kind of tell that from dramas because like in dramas like they'll maybe like put on a face mask or of course they're maybe they're sponsored by a makeup brand so they have to like put on that particular makeup mm. and like but the intensity of the presence of makeup in the fashion market was so much more than i was expecting like when mm -hmm. i went there walking down like one street there'd be like 10 different makeup brands like korea's own as well not like international ones but like korea's own like etude house and stuff like that there'd be like so many different brands and i was like 
how do they compete against each other when there's so many ones? But each one, each store, like, I walked past had, like, customers. That's true. I think it's kind of, like, their main kind of thing, isn't it? Because um, their skincare routine is just unreal. There's so many things that they do to their faces, which you think, when you're watching a drama, well done. Hands hands up to you. You've done so well. But I don't think I could do it on a on a regular basis. No, no. I mean I feel good about myself when I do. Mm. And that might be like once a week, maybe once yeah. every two weeks. <laughs> I don't know why it just seems like a ball ache to like tie my hair back and stick a face mask on. Yeah, exactly. But I think it could be for them as well. It's it's a normal cultural thing. They grow up yeah. doing it anyway. So whereas for us, it's like a chore, and you're just like. I have to, you know, at least have 20 minutes to do a face mask or, you know, they've got these toners and they've got this whatever. You're like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to do all that. I think the, the attitude is different. Like, in mm-hmm. career, it's like, yes, we wear makeup, but we need to look good without makeup as well. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. in, like, Western culture, it's kind of like, you don't have to look good without makeup because you have makeup. Yeah. Like, if you don't look good and you've got, like, bad skin condition, you can just wear makeup. That's true. And, like, it's sort of, I don't know, not really expected that people take extreme care of their face, especially boys. No, like, but Korean men, even Korean men, like, are extreme to look after their face. And I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because when they, they're, like, in their late 30s, they look, still look like they're in their 20s. And why would you not want that? <laughs> They should die for <laughs> the men or the skincare. <laughs> I don't know whatever answer you prefer. Yeah. And then something else that dominated the streets as well was mm. coffee shops. Oh yeah, like when watching it in Korean dramas, and they're always like having a conversation in a coffee shop, or like they're always like stopping by to get a drink or whatever. I was like. Surely this is something to do with the sponsorship. That's why there's so many, like, coffee shop scenes. But there's a lot of them. Going to Korea, it's like there is so many coffee shops on there's one There's one in every corner. Yeah. It's like you can't take ten steps without seeing a coffee shop. True. But the thing is, I understood that after watching a drama, I was like, oh, you know, they've got way too many and, you know, cafes and all that. But I understood why they did it when I went to Korea and the whole idea of having your meal and then going to a coffee shop. We don't do it here in UK because you already filled up your stomach. <laughs> There's no way you've got time to go to a cafe and order a Starbucks or whatever. Yeah. Whereas for them... It's kind of that thing where they've had their food and then they go to a cafe and then just get a coffee or something, yeah. which is like an everyday, regular basis kind of thing. Yeah, but, it's like an accompaniment to a meal. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's normal for them culturally, but for us, it's just no. I think the idea of like sitting in a coffee shop is mm. kind of an old but also a new idea in UK. Like, I expect the older generation, people who are retired, to go and sit in a coffee shop and have a conversation during a weekday. Yeah. But no, it's also become a thing with our generation in that younger people who have like online businesses 
or like have uh, university work to do will sit in a coffee shop and do uni work mm. but like career is like seen as like I don't know a nece- not really a necessarily place it's like a place that you just go to do anything and everything yeah like doesn't matter what the reason may be are you going to break up with your girlfriend go to a coffee shop are you going to talk to a friend that you haven't seen in 10 years go to a coffee shop, <laughs> coffee shop. are you going to reveal that you're pregnant with his baby go to a coffee shop, a coffee shop. <laughs> like, that's what they're there for right well according to korean drama <laughs> <laughs> yeah to korean dramas we've seen a lot of yeah. things go down in cafes i think as well, the thing that surprised me is the fact that cough drinking coffee is not seen as like a morning thing oh like yeah. here in uk a lot of people I, I know people who will not drink coffee after 3 p.m in in uk like i literally know people who if you drink coffee at like later in the afternoon or in the evening it's seen as really weird mm. but so you know you get up first thing in the morning you're heading to work you might stop by starbucks to get a coffee for the start of the day or maybe you're flagging a bit after lunch so you'll get one at about 1 p.m something like that but in career it's seen as like you can even go there at like 11 p.m that's all I don't like. See, that's why I would love living in Korea. Because I'm, I'm a coffee drinker. If I don't have coffee, I'll have a headache. So no matter what, car, what time of the day is. caffeine addict. Coffee is just a, you know, it's just a, an everyday drink. Or an every hour drink. Something else I was going to say was when I first started watching Korean drama, whenever like they say went to a restaurant or like went to even went to a coffee shop or ordered delivery food everything is like so readily available Mm. and everything is like so quick like if you order like say if they like order chicken like it'd be delivered very quick and it would be like very sort of like scheduled very efficient and even, like, if you were in a restaurant, like, you'd sit down at a table straight away, you press, like, the, the bell, they come over, serve you, and then, like, you get your food within, say, like, ten minutes. Yeah. And I was amazed by that. And I was like, nah, this has got to be, like, dramatised, right? Because, you know, you're not going to make actors wait around for their food or you're not going to make them stand around waiting for a coffee. They're going to get it pretty much straight away. And then, like, going to Korea... I realise how quick the service actually is and how efficient and organised they are at everything. Mm. Like, my biggest shock, I think, when it came to food at a restaurant was when we were in Suncheon. Suncheon? And um, we were going to the festival, the university, Suncheon University Festival, to see mm-hmm. Mama Moo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Such a good coincidence that we were at the same time. <laughs> but um, we were driving there, but we had to have um, dinner before we went, right? Because it was too early. So we were like, oh, we'll have dinner before we go. But mm. we can't spend too long sitting around eating. And then our Korean friend on the drive there 
safely called <laughs> called the restaurant and ordered what he wanted through the phone. And when we got there, it was on the table waiting. I was like, what is this new world? <laughs> I was like, that is incredible. That was, yeah, that was, that was an absolute shocker, that was. I really wish we had that in UK. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I can understand why there are, like, downfalls to it. Like, if you, say, if you want to go to a restaurant that serves a variety of food, Mm. you're going to want to look at the menu. Or, like, say, for example, in UK, we all have different dishes, right? We don't just have one dish and then take from the middle, like, meal. Mm. So obviously you'd want to sort of like look at the menu and then each person decides what they want. Yeah. The fact that like a friend just like called up and was like, oh yeah, like, like we'd like a serving of kamzatang for three people. Mm. And then we just got there and there's like a setting, a table ready for three people. I was like, that is, that is incredible. That was amazing. I almost like was, cried was... and like, I was like, yes, I'm hungry and I want to go and see Mamma Me. <laughs> and I need to hurry up but our food is already here that's great but then it could be for them as well they have a lot of restaurants that have specific meals yeah maybe that's why for them it kind of is it in is. a way quicker whereas here you go to you go to restaurants they're going to have different types of food mm. a lot of it so hence obviously you're gonna have to wait for your food to be made whereas them um, you could have a lamian restaurant or the one that send that serves kamjatang or whatever but it's specified to what you want and that's why for them is quicker yeah, i mean we've been to restaurants where they serve a lot of things to be fair and they've been quick as well which is just just gonna give it to them i mean i I suppose there are obviously pitfalls to having a society that's expected to be so quick and so on the ball. Mm. You know, as a person, you do feel kind of rushed. Yeah. You don't mm-hmm. feel like you can just sit and quietly in like digest your food. Like everyone is always, you know, bustling around you, fighting to eat something quickly and move on. Mm. So it does kind of feel like there's a constant rush wherever you go in Korea yeah and I suppose that is the downfall but there is a really good payoff in that if when you want it you can get it you, know, you can get it whatever no, time there's no limit it. to what you can get so that is incredible mm. and then also that restaurant I think was the the first time I like properly realized I had to take off my shoes because, like, you know how, like, in Korea, when you go into someone's house... Oh, yeah, you take off your shoes, yeah. Take off your shoes. Or, like, if you go into a bathroom, you, like, change into, like, slippers for the bathroom. Mm. Or something like that. I was like, yeah, yeah, I knew about that. I'd watched Korean drama. seen it. Oh, yeah, that was the first restaurant. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> when we went into that restaurant and, like, it was, um, like, wooden flooring and, like, the tables, you had to, like, sit on the floor to eat from the table... Mm. And like everyone, there was like loads of shoes outside the restaurant. And I was like, "You have to take our shoes off here." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? But I suppose it kind of adds to like the chill. Like if you want, makes it feel a bit more chill. But mm. I was kind of like surprised. And then always when like you get back, 
and then like the staff have like moved your shoes <laughs> and you're like where are my shoes <laughs> Dude. They're just trying to keep it tidy and, like, you know, like make more room for more customers. But I was literally just like, what have they done with my shoes? <laughs> what are my shoes? And see, for me, it was more the you have to wear the right type of shoes mm. <laughs> in situations like those. Only because I think that time when we went, I probably was just wearing Converse, I think. And obviously I had shoelaces on and oh, gosh, yeah. was it a pain. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should take them off. Okay, take it off. And then when we had to go and everyone's just like sliding through into their shoes and I'm just like, okay, sit down and yeah, then put your foot in and then tie shoelaces. Yeah. I think the, the awkward thing for me was like if you were not wearing socks. Ah. <laughs> so like I don't normally eat my food barefoot, but oh. I felt strange sitting in a room full of people eating my food barefoot if you'd known then you probably would always have socks in yeah, your, always your back socks, yeah yeah just like trainers trainer socks or something like that mm. but that was that was quite surprising yeah it was cool though so hands down to korea and then probably one of the major things i think that influenced us particularly was attitude towards foreigners mm. in Korea. So watching K dramas, of course, like there's not many foreigners in K dramas. No, and um, you can't really gauge what sort of impression people have towards like other nationalities and stuff like that. And um, I guess I kind of just thought. Uh, Koreans aren't going to be that bothered about like mm-hmm. foreigners coming. Um, and I suppose that it kind of was true in the most part. Like, mm-hmm. no one obviously bothered us. No one came up to us or spoke to us or tried to practice their English on us. Yeah. But there was a few instances in which I felt like I was at a zoo. <laughs> Everyone was talking about me. See, weird enough, I I kind of like, because I was a bit, mm, with the whole, obviously with foreigners and we're going to a a country where it is a different continent. Yeah, it is like 90%. Exactly. So I did have to, I did a lot of research and I was like, you know, how they react to foreigners and whatever and people's comments, people have been there, like on Reddit and stuff. And you had a few horrible ones and they had a few people being like, you know what, each and every person is different, so you just go with yeah. it, like, go and experience it yourself. And one thing, we were fine. I don't know whether it could be the fact that we had friends that were helping throughout the way, yeah. so we didn't need to put ourselves in a situation where we are going up to, a, you know, the Korean owner of the restaurant and asking for whatever food we wanted yeah. or, or trying this or trying to speak in Korea, putting ourselves in that situation, whereas we had Korean friends that literally just took care of everything. Yeah, we were very privileged in that in that sense. And we just sat back. So it could be that added to our advantage where it, yeah. we didn't get that treatment that other people would have got or we probably could have, but we don't really know because yeah. obviously dramas and variety shows, they don't, they're not going to show their real reactions, maybe because for entertainment purposes and you don't want to represent a wrong impression or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it could be that. And it could be the fact that... Um, 
I mean, you did say we, we felt like we were in a zoo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, mean I, don't know, I don't know whether you experienced it once, but I experienced it twice in our visit. I mean, I did experience it the time I went before you as well. Because mm. I, I experienced it that time in a restaurant, and the other time I experienced it by myself. It wasn't even a horrible experience. It, you went on the rides, and obviously because I can't do rides, I'm a wuss, so I couldn't do rides. So you and our current friend went on it, and I was like, I'm just going to stand here. But in my head, I think I didn't think about it thoroughly, and being like, I'm going to be by myself here. Mm. <laughs> what's gonna happen i didn't think about it i was like i'm just gonna watch you guys be on the rides and then you had a few korean people that came in they were like they looked at me and i was just like i don't know whether to say hi to just let them look at me yeah. i mean and it's not even like a look it's like they stare yeah <laughs> deep, like, uh, deep stare. Right? and then the other thing is obviously they they just came towards me and i was like oh i don't know whether i should give them space so i moved a little bit but they kept following me and then they they, they kind of like touched me and I was just like I'm not going to say that is rude but it is a bit weird <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to go up a stranger and touch a person that's odd I mean, 100% I did not have a bad experience from Koreans at all <laughs> no yeah. one was rude towards us no one as far as I know said anything bad to us mm-hmm. and probably the only thing was that they just they were just interested so they just looked like stared a fair bit yeah i think because i've never been to a country where like the ethnicity is not my own it 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 was a shock it was a shock and the when we went to uh, jeju island and we were like ordering the seafood ramen like it's like an outdoor like restaurant seating area so you just like go up to like the little like shack and order your seafood uh, ramen and of course like our, our korean friend was like doing all of that for us so we were just sort of like hanging back trying to like sort of like scout out the area for like seats and like we were facing away from everyone and just chatting and waiting for our food and then i just happened to turn around and look for a seat and I swear to God, it was like 90% of the restaurant was staring. <laughs> and I've never felt so intimidated in my entire life. Yeah. It felt like I was giving a presentation. I was like, hi, oh. hi I'm, from, I'm from England. <laughs> it was so strange. It was so strange. I mean, of course, like it, what their stares were, were not malicious at all. Mm-hmm. I think they were probably just interested in maybe trying to hear what we were saying or where we were from or that sort of thing. Mm. So but it was it was a surprise, I guess. Like, yeah, it was just uncomfortable in the, in the sense that yeah. obviously what we wanted to do was eat because we're hungry. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and they're just staring. And when we went to, to eat Samgyeopsal at that, that restaurant, literally, we just went in the restaurant and literally it's like... <laughs> everyone was so dead everyone just like stopped and froze <laughs> like okay then <laughs> literally well they kept looking at us but i think it was at a certain point where they were like oh they're enjoying the food it, it was up to the point where the food came on our table and we started eating and we're like oh this is so nice mm-hmm. you know and continued eating and we even had like a second serving and they're like 
oh, okay, they enjoy the food, and then everyone just yeah, went back maybe, to their Maybe it's just like an interest in all these foreigners eating our cuisine. I wonder if they'll enjoy it or not. Mm, I, th- I think wasn't. one of the good experiences I had was when we went from Busan because we went to the beach and then we're going back and we're all like sandy and stuff oh, like that metro, and we went to yeah. the metro yeah and then there was a an old lady that was sitting um on one of the chairs and she was just like oh you know if you want to sit down and stuff maybe because we look tired as hell <laughs> yeah we did look tired all of the time <laughs> yeah and she was just offering me a seat to you know to sit down and I was just like nah nah it's fine and because maybe in 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 that tense because we'd prepared so much, answered back in, in Korean, and she was like, oh, shop and stuff. I was like, no, I'm fine. You can sit down and stuff. But it's just that idea that in my head, I thought when you come face-to-face with a Korean person as a stranger, not your friend, it's gone, then in the way they treat you, that's when you're going to see how it feels yeah. or whether they're going to be a little bit indifferent. And the fact that she was so nice and she smiled at me, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> I probably was holding my breath at that point. I was just like, "Oh, why did she talk to me?" (laughs) You do, you do kind of breathe a sigh of relief. Like you don't, you don't expect a bad attitude from people who live there. But at the same time, like you kind of just hope that they're okay with you being there. Yeah, and that they'll just be understanding that you've come to visit and you've come to experience their culture, and you're not there to scare them off. Like I think a lot of the time when people saw that I was a foreigner, they were like, oh, like, they looked terrified. <laughs> like, oh my God, speak English. We can you. speak English. Yeah, like, I think a couple of times, the first time I went without you, mm. and it, there was, like, me and, like, two other British girls. So there were, like, just three British girls just wandering around, going to restaurants and stuff. Like, you could generally see the fear on their faces. And um, we went into McDonald's. Mm. And of course, like, they're probably like, oh, crap, like, foreigners coming into McDonald's going to think we're speaking English because it's McDonald's. And, like, I went to the counter and the lady looked like she wanted to run. (laughs) (laughs) Run. As soon as I said, like, oh, Anyaseo, like, she, you know, the relief just flooded into her face. Like, oh, thank God she speaks Korean. And, you know, like I'm, I'm assuming then you expected it on your second return there when we went and we go to to convenience stores because remember like our Korean friend yeah. was like now nah, you you can do it at least if I'm gonna do restaurants but if you wanted something from a convenience store yeah. he would literally just push us to do it so I would expect that you you sort of knew what was coming because you could see the fear the faces yeah, yeah. And like, I, mean, I expected it but like the thing that I always really enjoyed was, like, their happiness when you could speak Korean. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, if you spoke Korean and then, like, they turned to someone else in Korean and be like, oh, I'm going to tell on there. Like, it feels good. Like, you, mm. know, you feel like you're appreciated, like, that, that you've spoken and tried to communicate in their language. Their language, yeah. And then there was only, like, one time that I sort of got the flip side of that, and that was when I was... We just arrived in Seoul and we were we were staying in Itaewon mm. and we went to a nearby like museum park area and there was mm-hmm. like a little cafe sort of thing selling food there and um like me and my two other friends like one couldn't speak Korean at all and the mm. other one had like probably the same ability as me and um we were like oh we'll order the food for us three 
and we went up to the counter and we were like, oh, like, kimchi bokkumbap hanajuseyo. And she, she like just said, just one. And I was like, there, hanajuseyo. And she's like, okay. And I was like, why are you speaking English? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, am I not speaking Korean? And it sort of threw me through a loop because I was like, I don't know whether you don't expect me to understand, but I am speak. I, I think I'm speaking Korean at least. <laughs> and you know, I was a, I was like a tiny bit disappointed that like my effort, especially that was the first that restaurant was the first. I went to. That was the first time I ever tried speaking Korean in Korea, and it was like, oh, like it really sort of hit my nerves, sort of thing. And it, yeah. from then on, I was like really hesitant about like speaking Korean. Yeah, I mean, it would change your view, into it? You wouldn't want to speak Korean again, even in the restaurant. You'd just be like, I want to stick to English then. Yeah, and Korean restaurants are daunting in that you have to, like, shout out your order or, like, you have to, like, actually have them come to your table and, like... Which is weird, because you have to call them and be like, Kajumao, oh, we don't have that in our culture. I mean, for us, it's seen as really disrespectful. <laughs> Like, imagine, like, sitting in the UK restaurant, you're like, auntie, <laughs> woman. I think you get thrown out. Yeah, with that, like, you would literally be, like, thrown out, disgusted with. So, it, for me, I felt like I was doing something rude. Mm-hmm. If I was like, oh, Ajuma, or like, Imo, like, that sort of thing. Either way, like my experience of Korea was very good. Mm. I would, I would always love to go back, especially Jeju Island. Jeju Island, beautiful, stunning. Oh, like it's like it was the a, best, yeah, out of a fairy tale. <laughs> but like, definitely a hundred percent. Like, I'd recommend people who are interested in Korea. Like, there are things that you are misguided about from mm. dramas, and um. There are some things which do fulfill your fantasy of exactly True. what you you expect, but it's definitely nice to go there and to confirm or deny what you previously believed. That's true. Yeah, I think experiencing it by yourself is way better than getting it from someone else's perspective or watching a drama because obviously it's reality, so it's going to be slightly different. I mean, the food is going to be good, obviously, and stuff yeah, like yeah. how we talked about the the food, how it was, it tasted different in Seoul compared to Jeju, Yosu, Suncheon, mm-hmm. you know, Busan, how it, it felt like it had more flavor or was nicer or something like that. Whereas in Seoul, because it's such a big place, it wasn't like, oh my God, this is amazing. Oh, it could, be, it could be that Seoul was our last place and we're just too used to the food at that point. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. I don't think I could ever get used to that taste. No, I never get used to it. But yeah, I mean, recommend just going and trying it all. I think it's the best way. Do it way. for the food. <laughs> do it for the food. <laughs> because like restaurants in UK that serve Korean food, it's overpriced, and well. I honestly don't think it represents the taste well enough. Mm. And stuff like side dishes in in Korea are all free. Like, you can sit there all day and just eat side dishes for free. Yeah. Whereas here, even if you go to a restaurant, you, you'd have to pay for the rice. You're paying you know? for your radish. You're paying for your rice. Yeah. You're paying for your kimchi. 
<laughs> you pay for the nine pounds soju. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Even for the reps. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but we did treat ourselves once in a while. Unfortunately, like still going to a Korean restaurant in the UK is cheaper than paying a thousand pound for a ticket to Korea. So that's true. So, <laughs> and it's not like we're going anywhere anytime soon. <laughs> that's true. Okay, so for the final part, um, we normally play a game, but we've had a few questions sent in by the listeners so we just thought we'd answer some of those questions so the first question is how did you start the podcast <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna throw this one back to you because you suggested it uh it was because um at the time i was working a part-time job and this part-time job was very manual, very boring, very repetitive. And we were told by the management that we could listen to music on our phones or podcasts or whatever whilst working. And um, I, at the time, Eric Nam had literally just started his K-pop Tebak podcast. And I was listening to it and I just thought it was really fun. And he just sounded like he was having a chill time, just having normal conversations. And it wasn't like overly planned or anything. Mm. So I was like, well, I kind of have these conversations with Zim anyway. And what's the difference between just sticking a microphone in front of us? And, you know, maybe what we say isn't all that interesting sometimes. (laughs) Well, like we all have our own opinions, but I think it was it was a nice idea to share that with the people who watch the same things that we do and listen to the same music. So. True. I mean, I could have said no, but I didn't think it was that bad of an idea. So <laughs> that bad of an idea. <laughs> Her true feelings are shining through. No, I didn't think it was a bad idea. I figured, why not? It is it is a hobby that you know that we're going to share. So why not create another memory? Yeah. You know? Yeah, I had some free time and, you know, it, yes, the editing takes a while, but I actually have fun listening to what we said. <laughs> another thing, to be fair, that takes me by surprise and in a way makes me glad that I was like, yeah, let's do it. It's because as much as we talk about dramas or K-pop or anything involved in yeah. Korean culture, we've never really dived into it yeah. it was just like oh you watched that episode oh it was good in this it was good in that oh do you listen to that song yeah it's pretty cool oh it's pretty dumb oh whatever and literally that's about it and but when we're doing it on a podcast and we have to discuss what we thought it's when i'm like oh so that's what you thought yeah. <laughs> and we have different yeah. of opinions and i would assume everyone else would have different opinions as well which makes it more interesting so yeah so that's our answer Mm. Uh, second question um what is your goal with the podcast (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) i mean i I didn't start this really with a goal yeah but i think maybe i'm developing one as i go along for now, my goal is just to like, like set up some sort of communication 
with other people who listen to the podcast if there is anybody and it's just not just me and zim repeating the episodes by ourselves (laughs) (laughs) i mean i've never listened to a podcast before you mentioned it oh to put to simply to simply put it i'd never okay i'd heard of a podcast but i've never really thought i'm gonna listen to someone talking about something else they like or whatever i've never really thought about it so when you mentioned i was like oh yeah i'll join in and stuff and whatnot for me it was more like the goal was to have fun and to probably hear more what you think about you know, the dramas we watch or the music we listen to or, you know, the changing times and stuff like that because obviously it's, you know, Korea or what other cultures developing every second. So I think it was the idea that at least I get to know what you think and what I think and how obviously we have difference of opinions in almost everything, <laughs> which is satisfying. True. And unfortunately we're separated right now, so I can't beat her ass even if I want to. So I have to do it verbally. <laughs> You wish. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, maybe this is a bit um, sentimental, maybe. Oh, but, no. Like, because <laughs> you don't do sentimental. God. Um, I think because we're, like, separated from our friends in Korea. Oh, yeah. Doing something like this is almost like a way to talk to them, I guess. Mm. Without, without like having to bother them over text message when they're busy or like um there's only so much you can say in text messages and like our friend in the in korea who like as soon as we say oh like we've released the next episode and she's like oh oh i need to go and listen to it like that if anything that is motivation to create more you know oh, my God. just her wanting to listen to us i think is nice you know mm, it's keeping that communication yeah. into... providing <laughs> providing entertainment for one korean girl <laughs> just one that is our yeah. the price we have to pay to be friends okay. question three okay why did you begin to learn korean Oh my god! I honestly would. My answer is, I didn't have a reason. Same, I, you know. As, I don't I, really I, it just, I just went into it. Yeah, I think because like for every other language I've learned, it's been educational, right? Like mm-hmm. I've had to learn it. It's not my choice. And this was the first time that like I was just watching something for fun, and the language just sounded cool. So, mm. you know, I was like, well. I remember what things are just from literally watching hours and hours of entertainment. So I might as well dedicate a few extra uh, hours a week to mm. actually formally learning it. So, yeah. And I mean, the dramas and, you know, the language, the food, it all looked amazing. Yeah. And, I thought, and oh, out of all the languages, the hmm? alphabet is the easiest to learn. <laughs> <laughs> like, unlike Chinese and Japanese, it has like a thousand characters. Like, Hangul is like ridiculously easy to learn. So. And true. And in the fact that I actually find it easier than, you know, my own languages yeah. means something. <laughs> exactly. 
question four. 가장 좋아하는 한국 음식이 뭐예요? So what is your most favorite Korean food? I mean, I'll, I think it still is. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> I'm covered in too. Because for me, it's always been samgyeopsal. Yeah. But I, my first dish was bodejige. Yeah. And it was amazing. I think, I think I'll stick to samgyeopsal because I liked it. Even when I saw it on drama, before I even tasted the fish, and then yeah. I went to Korea, had it, and they fulfilled every fantasy I had of it. So true, true. I, I, I just wish that we had like a bigger catalog to choose from. Like in mm-hmm. our experiences of trying Korean food, like we've tried a lot, a lot, but we haven't at the same time. And oh yeah. <laughs> I think I think it's so difficult for us to choose because I know there's a lot more out there that is. I know there's probably one out there that is my favorite, but I just haven't tried it yet. <laughs> there probably is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, within a company, I mean, just to add, for mine is is um, banana milk. Man was oh, obsessed. No, you... <laughs> Literally, <laughs> you drank that you're... thing like it was crack. You know, <laughs> every time you walk past the convenience store, oh. Can we get some banana with you? <laughs> Dude, didn't you remember the year it was made? Yeah, I think I think it was like 1984 or something. <laughs> Literally, whenever we saw banana with you, you're like, oh, 1984. <laughs> it's like, you're like remembering it like it's a lover's birthday. <laughs> Man, I think it's the best drink that... You, you know when they're advertising drinks or like alcohol and they're like, yeah. it, it's so refreshing. For me, when I tried it first time, it, it was exceptional. Yeah. It was beyond what I expected. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Yeah. So, for me. Nengmyeon? <laughs> Nengmyeon, no. <laughs> Nengmyeon is too weird. No. I'm not a favorite of cold, not a, fa- a fan of cold noodles. Mm. Um, see, I loved Hukteji, um, the black pig, Sangyopsal from Jeju. Mm. Um, I don't know whether I could eat that that often. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I don't know whether it's my favourite. Maybe I would probably just have to say Pudejige. Or even like Kinchige, like, but like when it's like properly like made in Korea it's got like meat and stuff in it so it's actually like really or even I even enjoy I even enjoyed tenjang chicken too hard when the cuisine is a masterpiece oh man single dish is a masterpiece <laughs> so I think I think that's uh that's it for this episode um hopefully we've like I don't know I don't think our opinions are like to be taken as gospel, but um, maybe it might have shed a bit of light for people who haven't yet visited Korea. Like, yeah. it's a great place. Like, if you want to go, please go and experience yeah. experience it, because there's nothing quite like the real thing. And then, I'd love to know people's real opinions and also like anyone who's had an expectation of Korea and then it's been sort of dismantled by the reality 
I would love to hear about that. <laughs> Definitely going to get a Twitter up and running very, very soon. <laughs> like we're in isolation. What better things do we have to do? That's true. We don't have an excuse anymore. But um, for everyone out there, stay safe. Wash your hands. Do something fun. Watch some Korean dramas. <laughs> and uh, anyway, this is that. Uh, this is it for this episode. We'll see you next week. 잘 먹었습니다. 잘 먹었습니다.